There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to, could it be, almost said to New Year's Eve. <laughs> an Oak Island podcast. Welcome back to New Year's Eve, uh, Oak <laughs> Island podcast. And? And it's New Year's Eve. We are your hosts. We are your hosts. Deidre. Deidre. And? Dustin White. White. Ah! Wow. Wow. Off the rails already. I know. That was quick. Do you want to restart? I, well, I mean, we <laughs> could have a do-over, but no, we're too here. late now. Let's do it. Um, All right. So, hey, happy New Year's Eve to everybody. Yep. Welcome, welcome. If you come and, and, uh, and hang out with us in our live chat, thank you so much for doing so and sharing a little bit of your holiday with us. Oh. Uh, we are here to recap the most recent episode of The Curse of Oak Island, Season 8, Episode 9. Or is it Season episode? 9, Episode 8. There you go. I accidentally have written that a couple times Bigger already. digs. Or uh, big digs, bigger stakes. No, deeper digs. Deeper digs, bigger stakes. Why are we sure we really <laughs> should be doing podcasts this late in the evening? Sure. We're here. <laughs> Let's do it. So anyway, welcome everybody to the podcast. We are going to start recapping that in a moment. We do want to say um, just thank you so much for uh, hanging in there with us all throughout 2021. Mm -hmm. um, personally, between myself and Deidre, it's been one of our hardest years ever. And we are really looking forward to 2022 because it's got to be way better it's, than this. It's got to be. And hopefully that's the year I said that... that last year too, though. Yeah, well, I mean, but next year, there is always next year. There that's is tomorrow. always next year. That is tomorrow. And maybe that will be the year the Oak Island treasure is uncovered. You know? Okay. Fingers crossed. All right. So anyway, well, there's a lot of people in the chat already. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, do you want to chat about season nine, episode eight? I do. I'm going to share this real quick. Okay, so when, um, FYI, when we're doing this at 8-ish p.m. 8-ish. Yeah, uh, on the West Coast. West Coast. And then it's like 11 p.m. over on the East Coast. Uh-huh. And so whoever's here with us at midnight is going to ring in the new year on the East Coast with us. And we're going to pull up uh, a live stream counting down. Uh, probably like right before. A, probably a minute or so before we get to uh the, the new, new year. year so we just wanted to let you know that that's going to happen and uh let's do it let's do it all right so do you want to chat money pit tonight first i, I do want to chat money pit first okay and what like which part of the money pit what happened in the money pit well you know what i'm still pulling my notes out of my handy dandy portfolio right now but i want to talk about the first time they're at the money pit okay so when they're still in the c1 cluster if you will yes before Rick makes him move out. Okay. Roll out. Well, yeah. actually, it's almost like Steve does. He gets a little little bossy there in the uh, little research center. Yeah, and you want to <laughs> you want to be his apprentice. Okay. You wouldn't last one day. Oh, I can dish okay. it. You know what? He couldn't last one day. Exactly. <laughs> I bet you Steve could not last one day yeah. with me as his apprentice. Yeah. That's way more like it. Yeah, probably. Oh. All right. So at the beginning of the episode, we see Terry and Charles manning the operating table down at the money pit, um, waiting and supervising on the choice mm -hmm. uh, choice sonic drilling team to put some more of those of our favorite kinds of sausages up on their table. The choice ones. The choice sausages. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Terry says that today could be the day, Charles, the day that we could literally rewrite history. What did you think about that? <laughs> Does he say something like that often? Yeah, I w- I'm uh, kind of harking back to when we did pregame for the season premiere of the Curse of Oak Island. And we were talking about all of the different sayings or whatever because like Boki had been like hey we want to hear people say things and if you want to hear someone if you want to see someone cringe apparently you say that and Steve is like oh <laughs> and then Steve says kaboom all the time and Terry's like oh kaboom so kaboom goes the dynamite <laughs> all right fun all right today's so- the day we make history yeah sure good luck with that all right, so they're getting work on borehole DE-1.5. Yes. And uh, Terry says that they hope to intersect a tunnel in the C1 cluster. Yep. Clotworthy does give a nice little flashback of stuff happening around C1. Mm-hmm. And what the cluster is. Yeah. And, and it, we had a little side interview with Marty. And he says that if the wood they've been finding at the money pit is really from around the 1400s, then it has something to do with the original deposition. Plus, they found gold deep in the money pit area. So that tells him that uh, potentially the most significant thing, um, and or that's the most significant thing, and it makes him want to redouble their efforts and keep looking for the treasure. Well, he wasn't going to stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, So... Charles reaffirms, yeah, they have no historical data for the area and that they're currently looking at. And mm-hmm. Terry's like, yeah, <laughs> I know we're here to make history, which means we have no data here. So that's how we make history. I mean, he's li- he's literally right then. Yeah. So today they are writing history on no the data. money pit map. There like was no data. Now there is data. physically writing it. Well done. Well that- done, Terry. Good job, my bro. Mad props. Mad props. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, Terry does say that they have a man-made tunnel they found that could be made by the people that left the treasure. Mm -hmm. There was a new animation showing a 10-foot-wide caisson going in. Uh, Choice Sausage hits the table next. Of course. At a depth of 69, dude. I knew you were going to do that. Deep. Uh, Adam from Choice says that they pushed uh, a rock for the first three feet of this casing. And Terry's like, I'm going to write that down on my notes. So... Remember how we talked about like how they push the chapel vault and such? I know, I was thinking the same thing. But I was looking at some of the screenshots of the money pit I have, as you do. And there are a few places where it indicates that there's like a large boulder deep under, I was going to say under the earth, but under the ground there. And... So I, I get a feeling that a big rock is going to get moved. It's covering the the vault because that's what the thing says. The vault under the earth. Yeah, on Xena's map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Confirmation. Confirmation. At the money pit. <laughs> that's what we do. We, we write history and confirm it. Yep. Okay. So Terry finds some splinters and possibly a beam in the casing and tells Charles that it's very interesting. Yeah. We couldn't happen. We couldn't agree more. <laughs> In an interview, Charles says that when they were looking at the core, there was a section at 69 feet where they're Dude. finding the splinters of wood and they're pretty excited. So uh, we get a lot of like, hey, guys, I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Mm-hmm. And we could be on the edge of something, a tunnel, an offset chamber, a shaft. I don't know. Every time we drill in the C1 cluster, 
in the Charles cluster, <laughs> we hit something. So if we would have just followed Charles before. I know a lot of people have been saying that, like, uh, especially like our OG Agnes. She's mm -hmm. like, Charles had it the whole time. Why didn't you listen to Charles? Yep, follow Charles. But yeah. for a while, we were thinking like decoy. I wasn't thinking that. Well, we I mean, that. we're always thinking like, hey, is he trying to trick us? Sneaky. Keep our secrets. But I don't think he's keeping them very well if he's like, put a giant one right here. Oh, gold. There it is. Yeah, no, he, he knew it. Yep. He knew it. So we do have another choice sausage hitting the table from a depth of 79 to 83 feet. Mm-hmm. In a, from DE 1.5, and they find what Terry calls an interesting chunk of timber. Charles says, wood. Yeah, Charles, Charles says he notes that it does look like stacked timber. Uh -huh. And Terry says that um, if that's the case, is a good indication that they're in a structure. What kind of structure is the question, but Terry hopes it aligns with a shaft or a tunnel. As usual, if mm -hmm. wood comes up, we're always like, Hey, shaft or tunnel pretty please and the piece that they found within that sausage casing was right at the bottom at 83 so they kind of clipped right up at the top i was thinking about the rock you know and you're just like bing, 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 going down the side of the wall or pushing a rock along mm -hmm. that's a long ways long ways yeah like maybe bing, it's a bing, shaft bing. it's like a pinball like a pinball exactly mm -hmm. like that yeah all right so um yeah then you know what they're like we need to call in the reinforcements. We need to call in the big guns. They're like, uh-oh, bear call Rick. Rick, get over here. And so Rick arrives. Terry shows Rick him what rolls they rolls on in. Yeah, Terry shows him what they found at 69 feet and 83 feet, mm -hmm. and how the wood at 83 feet looks to be possibly two planks of wood together, or maybe a split beam. Charles interject interjects that it appears stacked. Yes. And then Chosh choice. A new choice sausage. Have you had anything to drink tonight? I have not. I have been well behaved today while you were just napping. Oh, man, I needed it. I played racquetball hardcore today, and it was fun, but I needed a nap. It needed to happen, and it happened. That That's good. I, I'm glad that could happen. But said choice sausage hits the table, and Charles says they were waiting for Rick to open it. And Rick's like, let's do it. He's like, why are you waiting for me? Cut it open. I know. Let's go. Nah, that's what I was saying. He's like, dude, bro, don't, you don't do that. Don't, you don't, don't stop. waste. Just go. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. Can't stop. Like, come that on. Was, that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. And Terry looks at the sample. Yep. And they could be, you know, slipping down the side of something, potentially sliding down along a shaft, mm -hmm. kind of like what we were just saying with buckled beams anyway so uh terry is saying that they have been hitting this for about 20 feet yeah. so less likely a tunnel because a 20 foot tall tunnel seems excessive i mean i don't think the arc is quite that tall i don't know no. so it's more likely that they're headed down a shaft he said skipping down skipping down i the like shaft. to skip okay you hate skipping i like skipping you're just so weird about skipping. Like, I would I, I would often hold my hand out to Deidre and be like, hey, do you want to skip? And she's like, no. No. I said, well, when I have a daughter, that's what we're going to do. We're going to skip. And Emma skips with me when I ask her to. Well, that's great. It looks like you had a daughter to skip with you. 
Mission accomplished? Weirdo. All right, so in an interview, Rick says that when you encounter wood at a distinct horizon, you um, you in fear, infer wow. that it is a shaft or a tunnel, and that is exciting. The problem with this is they don't know if they are in the middle, at the end, or at the beginning, and which way does it go? Those are questions that remain to be answered. More questions on Oak Island? Am Dang I it. surprised? We were down to like, I don't know, 430 pieces of the puzzle left. And every time they add more questions on that, just every adds... borehole is like a new. Yeah, it like adds a few more pieces to the puzzle. Oh, man. So Rick tells Terry that they've got to keep in mind that they've only got so many drill days left. Right, because mm -hmm. we're expecting the big guys to come in, and Terry says, mm, "That's right." And can Rick is like, "Hey, at some point, we have to switch from like discovery efforts here and exploration to confirming <laughs> some locations, like really saying, here's what's going to happen.' I think everybody's just tired of the C1 section. Is the feeling yeah, I got? But like, I mean, what are they confirming? I mean. It's still, they, they're well, not sure. They're looking at putting down four cans, yeah, right? Yeah. So they're running out of time to run the drill rig at the same time, you know, you got the can down. So if there's anywhere else you want to confirm, mm -hmm. we know we're going to do, let's say, two over here in the C1 section. And at 10-foot cans, that's probably going to eat up most of the C1, mm -hmm. right? And every time we put it down, we know around 90 feet in such and such area we're probably going to hit a shaft or a tunnel, okay? We got a good idea where to put it. So it's time to consider, where do we put the other two? Yeah. Let's be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> For what? <laughs> the death of the king. Why? Is he sick? No, idiots. We're going to kill him. Oh, no king, no king. La, 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 la. You idiots. There will be a king. I will be king. We'll never go hungry again. <laughs> Long live the king. Long live the king. Okay, we gotta stop. Um, Anybody so, know what that was from in the chat? It, and if you don't, I'm so sorry for yeah. that whole dialogue that just happened uh, right there. All right, we'll um, so, <laughs> <laughs> to confirming possible locations for the large cans, and they need to meet and discuss where to drill next. And so they're not just jumping around, which means that they are going to go to the research center. But before then, in the interview, Rick says that the pressure is on because they've got big gear coming, like I said, and he doesn't want to guess. None of them do. And I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of guessing still because we can't see underground, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, and so. Yeah, where, where else are we going to put a case on? And Rick tells Charles and Terry that every hole now becomes more and more important. And they've got to... What? Make a soft? Mm hmm From exploration to... A shift. There you go. Make a shift. Yeah. <laughs> from exploring to confirming. So I really yeah. feel like I'm repeating myself Yeah, that's here. okay. They're kind of done with this section uh, of the swamp. Yeah. You know, Rick thinks them, tells them to keep looking, and that's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey, um, in the chat, they didn't know what that was from. <laughs> no. You want to get That's awkward. Uh, it's from <laughs> the Lion King. From the animated Lion King. Okay. 
twin Everybody's star. like, what is this weird dialogue? And they're talking about <laughs> la, killing la, the la, king. La, 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 and... la, la. Yeah. No, it's from The Lion King. It's like when Scar's making his plans to kill Mufasa. Ooh. <laughs> Say it again. Mufasa. Ooh. All right. Anyway. You know, we also saw The King on uh, Netflix today. We did. Hey, um, <laughs> where do you want to go next? I want to go to the research center. Ooh. And then we can go back to the money pit. All right. Because, like, this is a turning point. So mm -hmm. we got to break up the money pit a little bit here. So, research center. Um, uh, research center. Okay, that's not the button. Okay. No. I mean, I don't know who's in charge of the research center. I think... I kind of feel like the research center is like rogue. Doug no, like nobody's Steve. in charge. Mm -hmm. It's just like pure chaos. It's like madness, anarchy in the research center. I bet it's not, but okay. I bet it is. <laughs> All right. So is Scott here. Can we ask him? Yeah. So which, uh, which one? What, what, uh, this one with Steve? This is like, so you skip over the yeah, swamp, I go to the you. research okay. center. So Steve tells Rick. Doug and Scott, that they're finishing off the C1 cluster drill yes. program, as we just talked about, and they need to move on. Mm -hmm. So, Rick, Steve, I got this was like telling Rick, you guys just need to move on. <laughs> I wouldn't be the one telling Rick he needs to move on. That's all I've got to say. Rick was already saying it himself. Okay? That's true. Cut, cut the guy some slack. Uh, Steve continues to say that he believes that they've been very successful, but he thinks they've done as much as they can mm -hmm. and they need to move somewhere else, just like I just said. And man, Steve says a lot that Rick had an area he wanted to look at down towards the west, and they're going to focus on that area if that's still what Rick would like to do. Okay, Rick says, Yeah, heck yeah, man, I do. That is, and you know, we've heard him talk about this, but he's thought that the way to figure out the money pit was finding shaft six and the tunnel from shaft six. Mm -hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was three years, four years ago that they did a, a thorough hunt for shaft six. Maybe. And, I don't remember. Well, that's, isn't that what they originally hired Steve for was to find shaft six. And then they all thought they found it, but it was really the Halifax tunnel. Maybe don't remember though, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. So, cause I, I have the Halifax tunnel mapped, mm. but so is it near shaft six? Probably. Mm. Could it be in theory, but you know, on to the quest for shaft six. Yeah. So after that, Clotworthy explains a little bit that in the summer of 1861, the Oak Island Association drilled into what they believed was two stacked treasure chests at a depth of approximately 100 feet in the money pit. Shaft 6 uh, to a depth of 118 feet, and that was dug 18 feet to the west to avoid flood tunnels. It, um, it failed, and it was flooded. <laughs> What's up? What, what are you searching for? Yeah, I was just looking at a at, at the chat and it made me laugh because they said also they were too old for lion king nah. first off this is your assignment go watch the animated lion king so good i saw like i literally saw it more than 10 times in the movie theater okay but <laughs> they're telling us we're too young for rick and morty and morty 
Marty and that not Rick and Marty more. Oh my gosh. And y'all are too old for the Lion King mm. and you're not too old. Nobody's ever too old for the Lion King. Yeah. That is all. That is all. In an interview, Rick says that he always believed that the way to find the money pit was to find shaft six and the tunnels associated with it. Uh, because of the collapse story, mm -hmm. there has to be a tunnel there. And 18 feet away from that tunnel would be the entrance to the money pit. Or Historically. Would be, would be the money pit. Mm -hmm. not, maybe not the entrance. Yes. So what does Steve have to say? <sighs> well, Steve gets to talking again, Stevie G. Uh, says that they're going to set up choice drilling on G2. G2? Double G? Like a G2? Like a Guptill guarantee? <laughs> you got that uh, design up on the store yet? Uh, almost. Mm -hmm. I, I saw you working on it. I ordered a sample Ooh. of something to see if it works. So hopefully that'll show up in a couple days. Stay tuned. And then it'll launch. Maybe uh, she'll show you on our uh, live stream on, on the Tuesday. podcast. Okay. So Steve says, put him on G2. Okay. And that could mean if they find shaft six in that location, you know, and they get, get the wood then they he calculated then C1 could potentially be the money pit. Okay. And Rick says two things that are achievable goals down there. One it is they can find the or orientation. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? Sure. <laughs> of the shaft. And the two is they can discern where the tunnel off of it might be with sure. this collapse could be interesting and i think kind of hard to confirm but it depends on i guess what is left of it right yeah what's uh what is the waterway under there called the you know like the mo stuff moving around with the water oh the, i almost said the sluice way the solution <laughs> channel that's what i was thinking i was thinking sluice but it's, i was like that can't be right there there is a sluice that does yeah. cut over on the east side but yeah. the solution channel which is like 30 20 30 feet across if i remember correctly maybe all the treasure got into that and got swept out to sea or it, if it's like a mud lake you know it's just like bloop, 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 like like mm -hmm. the toonie was it's like a very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, and then Clotworthy goes on to explain about shaft six, which yeah. we've already talked about a bit. And Steve says, if C1 is the original money pit, then the math works out as, as he calculated it to be 17 feet away. So C1 and G2 being 17 feet away from each other. <laughs> you know what that, you know what he's saying right there? He's saying, I mapped it out right. Those guys in 18, whatever, they were off. By <laughs> they a were foot. off by a foot. <laughs> he's like, I'm in inches. Yeah. He's like, um, I'm not going to just like go with what they say. I'm going to actually calculate this thing out. And boom. Says, so, you know, it is definitely within the range. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Give or take a foot, I guess is fine. And, but yeah, he pretty much just like puts them to shame from the 1800s. Like, okay, so let's get exact. And, but then he kind of throws it over to Doug and Charles like, but historically that, that puts it in like, you know, the 18 foot range, right? 
But this is seven. They're like, yes, Sir Guptil. Yes, Sir Guptil of the guarantee. 30 minutes until New Year's Day over on the East Coast of the United States. Mm -hmm. Just throwing that out there. Yep. All right. right, So that's the end of uh, that. That's the end of that. Are we going back to the money pit? Yeah, I think we should. All right. Back to the money pit. So, Terrells. Terrells. So, Terry and Charles. Dream team. Are manning the operating table um, in a rainstorm. Yeah, Yeah, they were pretty, pretty wet. Yeah, I hear it rains up there. Yeah. So they're getting ready to break down on G two, which Steve, you know, set up the drill rig for him. Mm -hmm. Well, told the drill rig where to go. I don't think he actually did it. Um, and was and they're hopefully that'll lead him to the shaft Mm -hmm. at 120 feet. So no longer looking for that 90 foot horizon. No longer. No longer. Eh. Wrong. Yeah. So, so Adam from Choice brings yep. over another sausage. Very tiny. Itty bitty sausage. 75 feet. Mm-hmm. And Charles takes a look at it and says, There's wood! Wood! Yeah. Well, if we're looking for a shaft and there's anything left of it, I mean, the shaft has to go all the way to the surface, right? So it would make sense, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Right? Yep. And uh, Terry says they're in blue-gray till. And they're also in situ. So that's important. Thanks, Terry. Yeah. Uh, They open up another casing, and Terry immediately says to Charles, Smell that! (laughs) It's loaded with wood. You know, If I just... You look like opening... Here, smell this. I, I actually have that in my vocabulary very often. Just... Going like this, just sniffing randomly because when I play racquetball, as soon as I, like if I'm the first server or the second server and there's no score yet and I serve the ball and I score a point, I go, because I smell skunk coming. Because if you, you know, skunk the other person, they don't score any points. What's you that have earlier. to do with wood? Mm, nothing really. Because this is like, I mean, I guess all their resumes now include the talent of expert wood smeller, but... Oh, my I bad. Mean, Carry on. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Um, and Terry calls this an important development mm-hmm. and says to him, probably the shaft they're looking for. So they calculate. G2 makes sense. Bada bing, bada boom. Hit it at 17 feet from C1, which is the potential money pit. And Charles looks worried. <laughs> So, so is Charles worried because oh no, they're getting too close to the treasure I'm guarding, or is he worried that about something else? Maybe both. I mean, if maybe he's in a thunderstorm, like holding a giant metal <laughs> object, and yeah. you know, could he could be worried about that, or the fact that they're getting closer to the treasure. Yeah, but no, Charles says he wants to take samples of it, and Terry enthusiastically agrees. Heck yeah. All right. Then Terry noted that there are pit saw type of marks on the wood that they found. Definitely not circular saw. Mm -mm. And that means it's relatively old. Mm -hmm. The next casing hits the table and it's from a depth of 79 feet. Terry says that uh, things are looking up for this table or table for this hole. I guess the table too. I mean, (laughs) Charles finds more wood. Terry asks if they if they're stacked timbers, and Charles says, definitely stacked. Charles wants to text Rick to let him know what they're finding at these levels at G2. Call I, the Rick mobile or call Rick. 
I'm just thinking about, so Rick, when they held the sausage before, and they're like, we don't want to open this till he gets here. And he's like, don't do that. And then he's like, I'm going to text Rick. It feels like he's given him the play-by-play of his day. And that, like, I mean, you do that sometimes a lot. Well, I like to let you know what's going on. Yeah, but I don't need, like, I'm tying my shoes. I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm headed home from racquetball. Okay, well, I'll see you in, like, two minutes. (laughs) So I didn't. I got to tell you when I, I'm excited. I won, you know. You literally couldn't wait two minutes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just free. saying. What if Rick is like, I don't need the play-by-play. I know that that's going to be the place. Okay, whatever. You know what? Rick comes over. <laughs> Rick rolls on in. Yeah. You know what we should do? What? We should have a button um, for when they call in Rick. A button on our soundboard that is, uh, you know, the never going to give you up. Yeah. You know, because that's like the Rick roll. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? You press that and then all Every says, time Rick comes in. Yeah, no, just like when they call him up or something. Not when he's already there because you don't want to overdo well, it. No, I mean, we overdo everything else. Wouldn't right? that be funny? Yeah, it'd be. Wait, we don't overdo everything else. Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, we do. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totes. I love that sound clip. That is the best sound I clip. I miss that guy. I miss Aaron so much. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. All right, move on. Sorry, Aaron. Move on. <laughs> I mean, all the archaeologists did get kicked out, but yeah, you know, they get kicked out. They're... I mean, kind of, yeah, you know, except for Laird. <laughs> yeah, That's see? the OG. Anywho, Anywho. Uh, Charles begins metal detecting on it. Is yep. that where I'm at? Yep. And he gets gets a hit and hands yep. the chunk of wood to Rick that he gets. You know the metal out of yeah and he wiggles it out he's he's eager to see what it is and it's a nail with a square head on it and rick says he wants to take it to the xrf right now charles bags (laughs) and tags it and i i made a extra note here that charles is like oh like (laughs) he's like slow down man he he like eagerly takes it back from him like let me do what I need to do first. I need to bag it. He's I like, need to tag it. He's like, I need to have a sample of this before you run away and I never see this thing again. Because Rick's that excited. He want he has this idea to XRF it right away and to be able to see, you know, the time period. But I just it it cracked me up to see Charles like ah, like swipe it out of his hand. Let me do the proper documenting before you run away. <laughs> Yelling, God, we have the mini pit. Yes. <laughs> oh. Right. So, um, I don't remember where you are on the notes. I'm just going to say, in an interview, Rick says that he was very imp- interested in the results from G2 because his hope is that they will encounter the tunnel from Shaft Sticks. Uh-huh. It is his white whale. Uh, it's something he's pursued since the beginning, and his hope is that this location will yield some answers. Rick asks, oh, this is, oh, that was. Oh, That's so exactly you're where that. you're at. Well, right. no, you're talking about the stack wood. I was down here. Yeah. Um, That's it. I mean, really, it. Charles gives the tagged bag because 
you know, he didn't want Rick to run away to it. He gave him a to-go bag, if yep. you will, and said, okay, well, you are to go to the archaeology trailer. <laughs> Laird man. Oh, Laird man. Yeah. To the archaeology trailer. Wait, one, two, three. To, to the, the archaeology, archaeology trailer. trailer. All right. Okay, so that's where we're going to go because that's all the money pit. All right, we're done with the money pit for the year. Bye-bye, money pit. See you next year when we find some treasure. Uh, big treasure. All right, so Rick meets with Doug inside the archaeology trailer. Uh, Rick explains how the nail was found in the shaft wall by Charles and Terry mm -hmm. and that his first thought was to bring it to the archaeology trailer and have it scanned by the XRF machine. Literally his first thought because he's like, let's go right now. <laughs> he's like, that was my first thought and Charles slowed me down. Jeez. <laughs> that was his second thought that Charles slowed him down. Basically, right? Oh, that's funny. All right. So um, Rick says that he wants to know there's manganese in it to determine if it's pre-1840 or not. Mm -hmm. If it fits with their suspicion that it's shaft six, and uh, that would mean it would be post-1840, mm -hmm. then, uh, or if it was pre-1840, then it wouldn't really fit into their understanding of the construction of shaft six. Mm -hmm. Doug says that the machine will be able to suggest if it's pre-1840 or not, and he begins the testing. Clotworthy, of course, as always, explains how the XRF machine works. Yes, but we know well about it, so we're not going to get into that. All right, so what is the analysis of the nail? So the nail shows, so it's 96.6% iron and 3.4% manganese. Manganese. And that's exciting. I mean... The analysis wows Rick. He does look flabbergasted, gobsmacked yeah. even. Because it's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. It's the only time they've wanted something like later than uh, 1795. <laughs> and I just, I wanted to say, I took note that at this time, if we're trying to keep track on the timeline where we are, it is August 2nd. Okay. And, and if we're yeah. keeping track of the actual time, it's 20 minutes until midnight on the East Coast. So go on. On the island, it's August 2nd at 4.24 p.m. On the island right now, it's already 2022. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if I'm... you're watching from Nova Scotia, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, let's see here. So they, they are very excited about the possibility. Mm -hmm. But Doug's like, hey, Laird, you back there? <laughs> and Laird. Laird's like, yes <laughs> he's trying to think like should i respond i'm actually getting some work done back here i know he's probably like sitting there like ignore he, it he's like please it. don't call on me please don't call on me please don't call on me because you know i was even looking at the screen and when doug put in the test number mm -hmm. so it like it had the list of how many they had done like the day before and they had done like, 11 and then when they entered this one he was on test 64 oh. so by 4 24 p.m doug had already scanned 64 items and he's probably called Laird each time. <laughs> oh yeah that's funny i didn't think about that and poor Laird's like yes it's like oh my god not again, again. <laughs> doug He's like, I Doug, need... please just set them all to the side. I'll look at them all at once. Please, bro. please just make a note. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll never get anything done if you keep interrupting that's me. Because that's what poor Leonard sounded like. <laughs> like, I will try to render an opinion. Well, Doug specifically asks him to render an opinion of an old nail. Yes. But here comes Laird, man. Yep. 
no, 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 no. All right, Laird says he thinks it is hand forged uh -huh. and it's been in the ground for a very long time. Uh -huh. Laird says that these kind of nails are associated with flooring, so they're intended to hold something down. Uh, he also says that it doesn't look like it's machine cut to him, so that would uh, bring it to early to mid 1800s. Rick says that is exactly what he was hoping for. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and then in an interview, Rick says that this is exciting to him. And he goes on to explain about the collapse. He, he's really excited about this in Shaft 6. And pretty much it's like, hey, we're going to keep drilling. And I found it interesting. So Doug had said something about how could the nail have been on the ground and then there were like timbers and then they put it in. It just kind of got stuck in the side of the wood. And I'm thinking the way they pulled it out, I think it was pretty intentional to be in there. Like, why is he undercutting this nail? What mm -hmm. am I missing? Well, you know what? He's there and you're not, okay? Right. But, like, if it's normally associated with flooring, like, I mean, you would still have to build layers to get down there. Layers. Like, lairds. Lairds. We don't build lairds. That would be weird. Yeah. So, anywho, in an interview, Rick says that this is exciting to him because he's always believed that there was a collapse I think you already just said that. Mm -hmm. uh, Rick says that they'll keep drilling and as long as uh, they're in that wall, they're going to keep going and see what happens. Mm -hmm. All right. Do we go back to the Oak Island Research Center again? Uh, I was looking at the notes and I think that actually makes the most sense. All right. So um, let's skip back. Actually, no, it doesn't. We need to go back to lot 22 because that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going metal detecting with Gary and his treasure hunter pal. Oh, man. Who, who's his treasure hunter pal? Who's Good friend? old MJ. MJ? My, Michael Jordan? Same thing. I My, mean, Or Michael Jackson. Or Michael John. Michael John! Yeah, I mean, he's just as equally famous. Mm -hmm. um, it, I want to know, because, you know, he was sporting the Crossbone Nations hat, yeah. like, really well. Like, showing it off. Mm -hmm. I want to know if he gets, like, a cut of each of the sales. I'm going to say For that particular not. hat. I feel like he is the original Gary Drayton influencer, like Hat for model. the swag. And he wears it well. It and he well. his name has changed, you know, to just not just Gearhart employee, treasure hunter. Gearhart property improvement employee of the year, but who, um, you know, yeah. what else? Yeah, so Michael John was hanging out with Gary Drayton over on lot 22. Mm -hmm. Clotworthy does let us know it's close to lot four where they've been searching for. Um, the uh, what is it? Hatch, Hatch from Zena's map. Mm -hmm. uh, Gary says that lot 22 is one of his favorite lots. Michael asks why, and Gary replies, <laughs> why? All this area here is on Zena's map, and he explains the possible hatch. He tells Michael that they've got loads of flags to check, and he's ready to, to discover some Oak Island history. Um, yeah. And then there's an interview with Marty. Uh, it says he has always had this question. Um, uh, with these other islands in Mahone Bay, mm -hmm. um, like were, if they were searched as intensely as they're searching Oak Island, mm -hmm. would they find these things? And the answer is always no. No, there's something unique about Oak Island. There's no doubt that there's something unique about Oak Island. Mm -hmm. I mean... Dur. Well, it's only one of those islands that has a big 
like uh, three million people watching per week TV show about it, and so a bunch unique. of tiny holes in it. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm I'm show the camera. Look, she's opening up something to drink because we're gonna celebrate here in 15 minutes, 14 minutes. Yeah, I was just prepping. Yeah. All right. Anywho, um, so they go about their business. Gary is starts detecting, gets a hit, two bit a two way repeatable signal. And Michael John starts digging. Gary gets out his pinpointer detector and they find a big chunk of lead. Uh oh. Yep. Is it foaming? Just a tiny bit, but it hasn't gone over the edge okay. yet. All right. All right. So, um, big chunk of lead. Gary says that he always loves it when they've recovered pieces like this because they don't know until it's cleaned up if it's a decorated piece or if it's just left over from something else that was made. He'd love to match it up with the other pieces of lead they found on the island because it could tell them who was here. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the finial, you know, yeah. how when they took it to Carmen Lake and once it got cleaned up and stuff, it, you know, you don't really know. Don't it it could have just been something because Gary was thinking it was more like a uh, like I wanted to say from a bit, but like from an ox, whatever. But a finial, a decorative piece, that's very different. Yeah. Anywho. So they bag the artifact. Bag and tag it. In an interview, Rick says that he thinks there are, there's high hopes for him that some of these artifacts will enhance their ability to further decipher Xena's map. Mm -hmm. And they might find some very specific locations that they can apply some uh, sort of dig or some sort of drill program that they may, that may assist them in figuring out it the things that they, that were delineated on the map are really real and that's the hope. Yeah, he's still really, I mean, this Xena's map thing. Mm -hmm. It's been going on for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, reminds me of C1. You know, you can just never quite pull it completely off the table. Yeah, well, they tried for both of them. And the yeah, key and they, it just like gold shiny thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Gary gets another hit with the metal detector. He's only going after the uh, good-sounding targets. Mm -hmm. That's what he tells Michael. And he, uh, Michael digs again. Gary gets out the pinpointer again, and they pull out a metal band out of the hole. Gary suspects that the artifact is a metal strap, and it could be part of a cartwheel, and that's what it reminds him of. Mm -hmm. In a little side interview, Gary says that he finds the artifact fascinating, and you could tell by the weight in your hand that you're holding a really old piece of history. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to do the next part? I got it. In the interview, Marty says that the metal strap that Gary found could be important. And the fact that it was found next to lot four tells him that they need to continue looking closely at lot four. And they also have to get with Carmen leg to find out what the artifact really is. Well, just like the finial, right. To get with ox man and, uh, figure out what it actually is. Speaking of speaking of. Could it be they call him in? He's coming down to the island once again. Our favorite blacksmith, Carmen Leg. You know, do, 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 do. growing up, I never thought I'd have like a favorite blacksmith. I didn't think I'd have a favorite astrophysicist either, but I do. Or it's and a theoretical physicist. Do you have a favorite theoretical physicist? No, I don't. Michio Kaku is my favorite. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, so like Trisha says in the chat, 
he arrived in style in a blue Corvette. How cool is that? That that Are you is jealous amazing. Of his ride? I am. And... DJ loves the, that style of Corvette. Mm -hmm. um, you wanted a pink well, one, I you? wanted a Stingray. Oh, Stingray. He, yeah. uh, um, T top. Yes. Stingray. Yeah. Back when I was sure I was Barbie, and my hair <laughs> is a lot blonder. I was a lot. Her, her her hair was really blonde as a little kid, believe it or not. Yeah, I had like blonde blonde hair until like fifth grade. It started to. Turn I think my hair is blonder than yours now. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> it, it gets darker and darker, and then the yeah. gray comes in. All right, so we've got Carmen Leg in his sky blue Corvette. Uh, Marty, Gary, and Doug welcome Carmen into the research center, and they have him take a look at that metal strap. From the find on lot 22 by gary and michael john uh, -huh. uh gary said he was hoping that the irons expert would help figure out what the artifact was mm -hmm. and carmen replied i might be able to <laughs> uh iron it out every like gary's face was impressed he was like what, what a good one mate. he was like i think we put him on the board like, that was a good one. Everybody appreciated the joke. Oh, yeah. They totally. But his delivery was just like, not like it was a joke. It was just on point. Less than 10 minutes. Yes. Nine minutes. Thanks. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it was a good joke. Well mm -hmm. done, Carmen. He doesn't get a whole ton of screen time. So it was good that he fed one yeah. in. And he just, it, it was, it's so natural for him. It was, I, it was an excellent execution. Nicely done, Carmen. Yeah. All right. Carmen's analysis was that the strap was about uh, three sixteenths of mm -hmm. an inch by five eighths of an inch. And he noted uh, that the rounded end of the strap um, told him that it was a typical type of strap from a box or a heavy tr trunk or maybe. Or a chest. Maybe a treasure chest. Something that would carry more than just lighter weight clothing or whatever. Cat. <laughs> that reminds me of 2021 <laughs> and the cat. I'm not a cat. Zoom. I'm not a cat. I had that on my podcast with Dusty. Mm. We uh, I talked about, I, I said, I wanted to just share my favorite viral moment of 2021. And it's that guy that goes to court and he has that cat filter on. Yeah, it's a he's lawyer like, or he's something. Like, he's like, I'm not a cat. <laughs> and the judge is like, I, I know, but can you turn off the filter? He's like, I can't figure it out. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> That was pretty good. I'm Sorry. Not a cat. Sorry. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, that was what good. Carmen said about this strap yeah. got huge smiles out of Gary and Marty. And it's exactly kind of mm -hmm. what they wanted to hear. Well, fireworks outside. It must be getting close. Actually, it's still three hours in like eight minutes <sighs> in our neck of the woods, but whatevs. Um, anywho, it, it, they're excited. Yeah. Uh, it, when he went from it being like part of a cartwheel to it being part of a <laughs> box or a chest. a chest, you know, then. Is that like a cartwheel, like a tuppany? Not quite. Oh. Anyways. So Carmen added this kind of strap would be used to add strength to a box. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't fall apart. And Marty asked how old it could be. And Mar Carmen lets him know could be from later 1600s to the late 1700s. And Marty liked that. I don't blame him. Yeah, it's a good one. Hey, by the way, chat, if anybody is on the East Coast, tell us in the chat. Please. All right, go on. 
Okay. Uh, so we're all excited about the strap. Carmen says that because this piece wasn't ornate doesn't mean that it wasn't necessarily come from like a piece of box where the other pieces weren't ornate. Uh, he says that the size and the thickness of the strap, it added quite a bit of strength to the box. It's very old with it being rounded on the end, um, being after 1790, the straps became wider and thinner. Mm. So like he's saying, it's like any box you make. Not every piece is going to be decorative. Mm -hmm. I mean, decorative doesn't necessarily mean utilitarian, mm -hmm. which is what this portion of the box was. So maybe it was for, or maybe they were trying to make it look not awesome. So no one looked inside. I mean, that's possible. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what? Hold that. Keep oh, talking. Okay, I'm just going to hold that, I guess. Um, they like the analysis. Marty says that it's pretty cool. Um, and tells Gary to go find the box now. Mm -hmm. And typical, in typical Marty fashion, now go find a reason or go find me the rest of it. And like I had mentioned, Carmen saying for something more substantial than clothing, I'm thinking to myself, you know, like a box full of like some of the clothes from back in the day of women's clothing. Mm -hmm. That could weigh a lot. Could. I mean, I might need that. You might need the reinforcement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Well, um, I mean, I want to know, like Gary, what was in the box. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh so in an interview, Marty says that the most significant thing about this metal strap was that it was probably a strap that held some sort of chest together. So it's quite old. So mm -hmm. he's pretty stoked about that. This is why we shouldn't be having YouTube going at the same time. Why? It's fine. All right. Um, it's cool. Look, it's working. All right. Carmen shows them where there was an overlap in the weld in the metal, and he tells Gary that it is a nice find. They thank Carmen, and Marty asks Doug to make notes on Carmen's observations. All right. That's it. Is that it for everything except for the swamp? I think so. Hmm. Well, there's the swamp, and then there's... Weird. Oh, there it goes. What, what's got you down? I don't like this. That's what. <laughs> well, it's New Year's, so you're going to have to deal with it, and it's going to be okay. All right, let's talk. Do you want to talk Swamp, or do you want to wait until after the countdown? Um, we can get going into the Swamp, because we go Swamp, and then we go into Swamp again, and then the archaeology trailer. And that's really it. All right. So people that are watching with us right now on the East Coast, we have Laura and Trisha. Awesome. And Cindy. Um, I saw her in the chat. Um, but hey, I just want to say thanks for spending some time with us. I mean, you could just be watching the ball jump on TV, mm -hmm. but you're here. And we hope that uh, you're enjoying what we're putting out there. Um, yeah, the swamp. Um I mean, we spend, like, not a lot of time in the swamp, but we also spend some time in the swamp. Yeah, and you know what's really weird about this episode? Hmm. I can't remember an episode that didn't have a war room meeting. 
I can think of a couple, but it's been a while. Mm. Like, quite a while. Quite a while. Swamp. Swamp action. Okay, so Charles uh, meets up with Jack and Billy. Yes. And Charles is telling Jack, you know, that Marty is all about crossing things off, putting an X through something. Mm-hmm. So they can move on, kind of like, you know, C1. Feels like a little a little shade there. But um, <laughs> they've never been able to put an X through the swamp. They found the railing that they suspected to be part of a ship. And Jack says, who knows what else they may find in here. And you know what? You're right. Because the paved area. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the stone road. The stone road. Um the, the, the other, new paved the new, area, the, the new pathway road thing. Yeah, the, the path that's that goes up the, the whole Oak Island side. Interstate. Yeah, that. Um, the stone trench on the other side, mm-hmm. the eye. Um, so much. So like much. it just, oh yeah, pieces of a ship. Like remember when they were digging at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and they couldn't even get to it because it was like sinking in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, the feed is lagging. Yeah, the feed is lagging. So it's just about time, actually. Let's, uh, I'm going to zoom it forward. I think we're a little bit behind. All right. Let's do, uh, let's say five. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it comes. Can I have my drink? Thanks, yeah, babe. Yeah. In these super classy cups that you picked. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, 20, 19, 18, 17, 17 16, 16, 15. 14, 13, 13 12, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 7 6, 5, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy off. New Year oh, to all of our friends Year. on the East Coast. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey. Mwah. All right. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Now you can stop my feed from lagging. Well, it's 2022 over there. So, mm-hmm. just, hey, this is a this is a little bit of a different and maybe some it's would say weird. It is some podcast, would say, but yeah, we interrupted the flow of it for this. It was a good thing. Yeah, happy, no, it's great. Happy, happy I some of our best friends have come out of this podcast and happy to spend New Year's with y'all. Yeah, well, happy New Year to our wonderful friends. So, yeah, I know there. So that is the East Coast. So here in the U.S., it's like starting to tick over. Tick, 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 tick. Did you see uh, Chris Morford's post? What did he say? Like that the East Coast gets it first and he'll let us know if we you want to start running west to escape it or start running There's east. not much further west we can run. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> or if you want to go east and run towards it, I'm going Let's go east because right now 2021 has been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> let's get uh, out of it. No matter no. what, I'm running let's to run the east. east. Yeah, let's run east. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going east. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> That's funny. I appreciated him telling us from the future. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hey, um, so like people in the chat that are in the future right now, mm-hmm. is it cool? Is it all right? Because like. Right. You're tomorrow. We're, we're today. We're yesterday. Basically. Right. Trisha says so far so good. Woo, woo. All right. <laughs> good. Keep us posted, please. Back to the swamp. Back to the swamp. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. We get a flashback to last week um, at the beginning of the new excavations at the swamp. Yes. And of course, a recap of wood found 
including the planking mm -hmm. and the railing. And we all remember Rick washing stuff with his like loofah of the sea. <laughs> and because, you know, Marty has a guy down on the beach. Yep. Um, they also talk about the seismic survey uh, by Eagle Canada from 2018. I haven't heard Eagle Canada in a while. Actually, they didn't even say Eagle Canada. I just wrote it down because it's like, you know what? I miss Eagle Canada. I miss Eagle Canada, too. Remember, um, what was the guy's name? Tall Alex. Guy. Alex the Giant. Yeah. Aw, I liked Alex. I, liked all those I guys. still like Jeremy him. Church was one of the guys. Mm -hmm. Who were the other people? I don't remember. Those were the two big hitters. Yeah. Uh, Billy says it's becoming to becoming more than just a coincidence now finding all these planks and what look like to be pieces of a ship yeah. billy's working on a 3d puzzle yeah. of the ship yeah charles did spot a thin piece of wood in the swamp and uh, jack says good eye charlie did he say he, charlie he didn't oh. that auto corrected because oh. i rewatched the episode today <laughs> and i was like he didn't say charlie my bad i, but, I mean going forward we could just call him charlie yeah well, Charlie won over and out. Yeah. So anyway, he says, is that a plank? Jack suggests it could be another piece of a ship. Charles says they're definitely going to save it and hopefully find something else. Yeah. I mean, they have the general permit. They might as well. I would like them to please head back to the paved area. I know. Get on it, guys. Not that they would listen to me, but well, they not, should. not like I have any pull. I mean, I have to. Why don't they have to? Uh, so many reasons, like that they're in another country. That's true. All right, so uh, the second time we go to the swamp, and it looks like the final time, mm -hmm. Billy, Charles, and Jack is still working Charlie. it. Charlie. Uh, <laughs> Billy still, and Charlie. They're still working it. Uh, Billy scooped out a large load with many pieces of wood in it. That excited Jack especially. Oh, that wasn't just excitement. He was like over the moon. Yeah. And uh, the wood looked to have cut points on them. I mean, they look kind of familiar. Like I've seen yeah. that before. Yeah, I, they, they're clearly worked by man. There's Billy. It, I don't know. It just feels like the hammer guy. When you go in and you just keep pulling out pieces of wood. That's what this is starting to feel like. Mm -hmm. Let's just keep pulling out pieces of ship. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Uh, I see in the chat right now, Agnes says, another Agnes. There's two Agneses in the <gasps> chat. Say what? Double the Agnes, double the fun. OG and... Double Mint Twins. Yeah. Okay. Oh, happy New Year, all. Okay. Happy New Year. Yeah, so... Um, Charles asked how deep uh, those pieces of wood were, and Billy told him they came from about three feet deep. Mm -hmm. And Charles is wowed by these pieces of wood. Yeah. Anyways, so... They all start grabbing them and pulling them out. Mm -hmm. And everyone agrees that they look like survey stakes. Duh. But they I mean, also look very different from each other. Yeah, but there was a couple in there that looked a lot like the survey stakes that Fred Nolan in particular found. Uh, exactly. like Which is why we get a flashback. To the other, to the littler stakes found last year mm -hmm, by Marty and Aaron Taylor. And where they had the great dad jokes. Wait. Oh, yeah, girl. And um, sorry, that's the that's the sound clip of season eight. Oh, uh, and now of season nine too. Yeah, <laughs> so good. All right. Um, and Aaron was like, "Not almost as good as the steak I had last night." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give oh him, man, give him, bro, <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. Anyways, they're definitely survey steaks. They look different from each other. Yeah. Though, 
-hmm. So that's a, what, what do they always say? Curious. That's very curious. It's very curious. Yeah. And one's definitely looking older than the other, but yeah, we get the flashbacks to the wooden survey stakes that dated 1636 to 1684 that were found on lot 31. Long time ago. Uh, well, they were found last year, I but, was but they, those dates are a long time ago. Oh, well, and then you have the ones that Fred Nolan found and came yeah. around the same age, right? For sure. All right. So, Clotworthy speculated that maybe the presence of more survey stakes may indicate the presence of another structure in the swamp. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, like that of the Stone Road that is yet to be uncovered. That's what you're talking about. That's what you want. <sighs> so Follow the Stone Road. Charlie notes that the cuts on the stakes are different from each other. And he would he would like to speculate that the same person did not make both cuts. I concur, Charlie. And <laughs> they look like giant pencils. Charlie bit me. <laughs> and that really hurt. Okay. They're not going to get that. Either. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so Billy commented that one steak had a better quality cut than the other. I'm How sure do you that, know? Well, look like look at it. Well, like one had an itty bitty little. Like, yeah, but one was way older, and you would have different cuts for different types of uses. Yeah, but so craftsmanship has there's been a steady decline of craftsmanship over the centuries. Obviously, clearly. <laughs> I mean, look at all the look amazing the wooden things that are made back even in like you know yesterday. No, like. 100 or 200 years ago and look at everything now everything's just like cookie cutter uh no there's no also details. a price and there's also the fact that never mind never mind never mind i'm just i'm not gonna go there that's fine so charlie uh said that any day you find something new in the swamp is a good day a good day and you know what that means every day is a good day in the swamp anytime you show up there you get something yeah uh, Billy wants to get uh, the rest of the guys to look at it, and that requires a trip to. Ready? As ready as I'm getting. Three, two, one. To, to the, the archaeology trailer. <laughs> yeah. This scene literally it, it made me laugh because okay. Billy and Jack bring in the survey stakes. And Billy's got the big one, right? And it looks like a giant pencil, yeah. like a real wooden pencil. And he's like ready to do his homework. <laughs> and Marty's like, what do you got there, Billy? Well, look here. Well, look here. Yeah. Uh, something for you to XRF. <laughs> I don't think they're sticking the wooden stakes in the XRF machine. <laughs> Let's see if this one floats. Yeah. Can you smell it? Yeah. Take a take a whiff. Here, you got a good sniffer. <laughs> Just take a big old whiff of this one, and let's see if it's old, and let's see if it sinks to the bottom of the bathtub. Yeah. Okay. You need to calm down. Uh, happy You're, New Year. You're having too much fun. All right. So <laughs> Marty asked where they found it. Billy explained in the swamp about thirty feet from where they were digging at the swamp road toward the money pit. Yes. And Rick says that they are more kind of like the survey stakes that Fred Nolan found in 1969. I said the same thing. What a coincidence. Wow. And Clotworthy speculates about the wooden stakes. You know, he gives us the breakdown. Okay. What's the speculation? Um, that they're connected to the ship-shaped anomaly. Now, they're bringing up the seismic about the ship-shaped anomaly. Kind of hmm. heavier lately. You noticing that? Yeah. Maybe they're going to be bringing it up more. 
I guess we will, we'll have to. We know Vanessa could put a big old can out there. Like a really big one? Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. So in an interview, Marty says that the wood is clearly axe cut uh -huh. and is for a specific purpose. It could be significant. And he knew that there would be wood in the swamp. Every time they dig, they find some human shaped wood and they're finding a lot. And it's kind of like he's kind of surprised at what he keeps that keeps coming out of the swamp. Why? But are you really? But like, why, Marty? Why are you surprised? Because he didn't believe it had anything to do with anything but for like, so long. Now he he's changed his tune. Yeah. That hey, the swamp was my idea all along, and I don't know why you'd be surprised. Look at the structures that keep coming out of there. At this point, if you sent someone to dig in the swamp mm -hmm. and they said. We haven't, we didn't find anything in the swamp today. He'd say, you're lying. You found the treasure and you're hiding it from me. Basically. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, Marty grabs a smaller piece of wood and he says, uh, it's like that plank they found. Yeah. And he says, wow, that's about the same width as the barrel top we found. Bum, bum, bum. Could it be? And uh, Marty says, uh, what does it mean? What does it mean? What More questions. Say? What do you mean? What does Jack say? He thinks they're both markers. Duh. Well, of course. I mean, he's very zealous. Yeah. So in a little side interview, we have Rick saying that the swamp work has provided some great finds and areas of interest. And the hope is that they continue to make finds that they can apply science to, to maybe come up with an artifact that is an aha moment. He believes there are still answers there. I believe it too, Rick. I believe it too. I believe in a thing called love. Jack asks what kind okay. of tests they can get done to these pieces. Mm -hmm. They can't get dendro. The fact they brought up dendro even surprised me because I'm like, why would you dendro? Well, they might ones? be able to do the bigger stake. You think? Yeah, but not the little one. I That doesn't. I'd be surprised. If Keep they reading can. the notes. Maybe it'll make sense when you get. To I the just end. don't think they'll be able to. Rick says they'll have C fourteen done, which to me is like, well, duh. Um, and Jack asks about the thickest survey stake and if it's a candidate for dendro, which I also think no. But Marty says it depends on how many rings are on it. If it was an old growth, could be. Could be. I think he was laying him down softly. Mm -hmm. Uh, personally, I don't know. Clotworthy went into explaining what dendrochronology is. Well, because is. that's his jam. <laughs> like that's what he's good at. Like explain away, explain away, friend. Yeah. Yep. So one particular. Uh, oh, they called Laird over, right? Laird Laird's going again. <laughs> no, guys, I was just getting some work done. Please, <laughs> please, I was just catching up on all this paperwork I have to do now. Yeah. So um, one particular stake does catch his eye, and he thinks it looks older than the rest. Marty says that these are cool, but go find something that explains what they are. And he slaps Billy's shoulder. Kinda go like out there, Billy. Go keep the strap they find. Okay, go go find me the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Marty, are you ever happy? Mm -hmm. Um, and Marty concedes that the swamp is yielding things. All right, guys. All right. Let's go find more. Yeah. That concludes the episode. That is the end of that episode. Yeah. So um, good episode. I enjoyed it. Good information. It was weird to not have a war room meeting, but That's it was okay. probably good for my 
hand in my notes because I took notes on this one. Mm -hmm. And when they do war room meetings, it's usually a lot more typing. There's you know, it's pretty intensive because especially when Spooner is there because he he over explains everything. He doesn't over, but well, he he explains it so that people that with way less uh, uh, comprehension can understand something well, yeah. really good. So someone like <laughs> us, it, so you got to take Speak notes so that I can explain, so we can explain so, to the people because yeah. it's a podcast by the people for the people. Yeah, I was just telling Deidre the other day, like Spooner, he is such a good explainer he's clearly a teacher because he's like he's a teacher but he's like so good at explaining little details of things mm -hmm. or explaining the significance mm -hmm. of things or you know getting a point across so yes he he's excellent it. in his communication skills i would agree yeah well where's spooner in <laughs> Come the back, swamp spooner. like he's maybe he's just hanging out maybe he's got a lot going on it's weird yeah no, no, no. You know what's weird? We haven't even seen the Swamp Doctor over in the Swamp in a long time. That's a really good point. Probably because the Swamp's been like awful. But even then, like when he they were digging, but he's like the Swamp Doctor. He's not an archaeologist. I used to call him Swample Stiltskin. Yeah, I know. It was weird. Um, but they haven't had any cores that like they've needed to do, but he's been needed in the money pit. Remember he was doing all those samples and yeah. they're doing um, water samples when they hit wood at the certain depths. So that's probably what he's doing. He's hanging out in the archeology span trailer doing sample yeah. tests. Yeah. So Anyway, now we're going to talk about next time on the Curse of Oak Island. Yes. But before I get to that, I just had a thought in my head. Uh-oh. Um, well, there's been like some crazy wildfires going on in oh, Colorado. Oh, yeah. Like uh, probably like a thousand homes destroyed. Yes. Well, I know, so sad. I know, I know at least one of our listeners lives near the area. Mm -hmm. uh, his name's Jerry. Yes. He was like our first real fan. Oh, Jerry. Like, he was the first one to like write an iTunes review for us. He was the like, first one tweeting to. Tweeting at us. Yeah, tweeting at us and stuff. So, oh, Jerry. Jerry, we hope everything's We're going okay. We're thinking of you. Yeah. He marked himself safe on Facebook. Oh, for good. Me. So I don't, but I don't know. He could have lost. He could have. He may not have. I don't know. But we're thinking about you, Jerry, and everybody else is going through that <gasps> uh, mess over there. That's so sad. Like, I guess a down power line, and then it caused a spark that, like, got swept up by crazy winds. And they had, like, 100-mile-an-hour winds randomly in Colorado. So. Wow. Yeah, very sad. All right. Um, well, we hope everybody... Hope know, everybody's hope, staying safe. Yeah, I hope it just... Especially... Maybe it'll just stop now because it's a new year. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're thinking of you. All right. So next time on The Curse of Oak Island. Uh -huh. In the war room, Rick, Alex, Peter, Laird, and Doug are hanging out. Doug says that uh, the Portuguese uh, found signs of gold in Nova Scotia and needed a place to hide it away. And Rick says, wow. That was a war room meeting. That was so, a war room so meeting. So we did see the war room. And Peter was there. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. I haven't seen him in a bit. Yeah. It's been a minute. What's going on uh, money, pit? money pit? We got Charlie. Charlie, uh, he says, if that is indeed Shaft Six, we know there's a tunnel that will lead directly to the money pit. You follow the tunnel. Dun dun dun! It's game on. Then so Charles is real serious, and I'd like to say if there was the Shaft Six collapse, and it's all collapsed, there may not be much of a tunnel anymore. I'm, hopefully they can find evidence, but that's really hard to do with sonic drilling. 
but who knows? <sighs> yeah. All right. At the swamp, Gary uh, says all it takes is one good find. That's I'd nice. agree with That's that. Uh, Marty points. Well, I don't know about that actually. Cause they found that gold knob. <laughs> last year and that was like the big thing that they kept showing but that wasn't the one good find the one good finds the arc when they put well down the six six ten foot case on right around it and pull it out and it's like oh yeah but we're in the swamp here so the one good find that they're talking about might be like another stone road or another section of it or a different kind of arc or paved area okay they're not going to find noah's ark in the swamp okay (laughs) I'm so punny. He's such a weirdo. All right. So uh, Marty points at something and says, what's that right there, Gary? And Gary says, oh, that's interesting. It might be a lid. Uh, There could be a chest in there. Marty says that's pretty amazing with a big, huge smile on his face. Well, you know, they did find the strap and Marty told them to go find the rest of the box. Mm -hmm. He's working on it. Did they find the box? Maybe. Maybe. All right. So back in the war room, Marty is looking at an artifact while Rick can be heard saying, You'll hold in your hand the irrefutable proof that the story of Oak Island is real. Dun, dun, dun. And then that was a two-week cliffhanger right there because uh, there was no Curse of Oak Island last week uh, for the week of Christmas mm-hmm. and uh, or Christmas into New Year's week. Mm-hmm. And then beginning with the new year, mm-hmm. we're going to get a new episode on Tuesday in America mm-hmm. and in um, Canada the next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're all caught up until until then. Oh, well, let's see here. Marty's looking at artifacts. I'm just, I'm wondering when they're bringing in that Muon technology and putting the different readers in. I don't know. Ask Maddie Blake. He was there. They were doing it, weren't they? Uh, Maddie ain't going to tell me nothing. You sure? Aren't you BFFs? I mean, sure. Okay, maybe not. I, I don't know. Maddie, are we BFFs? And will you tell me? Nobody... They ain't going to tell me nothing. Okay. So hmm. what do we have next? Well, we do have Clotworthy's. So uh, we have Clotworthy moments and we have last week's winner of the Clotworthy moment. We do. Yes. So which Clotworthy moment won the vote last week? A possible ads discovered on lot four. <laughs> ads cut wood is that what it said well more or less okay it was wood that was cut with an ads so but remember it was ads versus ads an ads versus ads challenge yeah Mm -hmm. so anyway that was the winner for last week thanks to everybody that participated on the vote over at facebook.com slash oak island podcast go to the groups tab and you can find the uh info there but um yeah thanks for doing that and we have two Count that. Two new Clotworthy moments going up against each other. Are you ready to hear them? Yes. Are you? You should yes. put those on because I know what they are. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Possible survey stakes found just west of the believed stone wharf in the swamp. Giant pencils. <laughs> survey stakes. <laughs> what right. you got there, Billy? Hmm. All right. All right. Survey stakes are going up against. A metal strap. Could Gary be correct that he has found part of a large cart or wagon wheel? Wrong. Not a cart or a wagon wheel. 
It's because <laughs> Carmen tells him one thing and then he's like, I'm going to double down and I'm giving you something else. Yeah. It's part of a box. <laughs> that's funny. So a metal strap versus a survey stake. Mm -hmm. That's your choice this week. Go to facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast and you'll find a way to go and vote on those things. Yes. And whichever one you want to win, maybe that'll just, win next week. Just click on it so we can tally the vote and then we will share. Um, there sure. are other ways uh, you can follow us, mm -hmm. which is clearly on our Facebook page uh, at Oak Island podcast. We are also on Instagram at Oak Island podcast. We're on the Insta. We're on the Insta on the IG. Yo. Uh, also on Twitter at Oak Island Pod, we have an email. We do. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. Oak Island Podcast. I thought we actually had an email. Oh, Susan, it's not the. <laughs> Take the out because oh, no. you'll actually be emailing the wrong podcast. Yeah, that's not us. There is a the Oak Island Podcast, but it is not us. Yeah, all of that is actually for the wrong podcast. <laughs> but I heart you. But and we thank do heart you. you, Susan. Yeah, so um, Susan put in the uh, chat something. That's, so. yeah, you're that's the funny. best. So it Oak Island Podcast at gmail.com. And then Twitter, we are at Oak Island Pod. And then our website is Oak Island Podcast.com. Yes. Yes, and that's a good way to uh, get some of your very own uh, swag, uh, some designs, like the shirt, I'm wearing? Like the shirt you're wearing, or a hoodie. like a guptail guarantee that might right come out. Um, we, this one's been a very famous, the mug, the fellowship mug. Has Billy on it, has Gary, has, has all the Ark people. of the Covenant, yep. Gandalf. Yeah, and Gandalf. <laughs> Leading right. the way. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Anything else? Yes. Patreon. Ah, yes. So everybody that supported us on Patreon, thank you so much. It means a ton to us. It does. And, uh, you know, just as a like a personal thing, uh, like our cost of living is going up um, specifically but, at the beginning of uh, this next year by, mm -hmm. um, yeah, by exactly $500. And we're trying to uh, raise $500 per month on Patreon to kind of cover that. And um, as a thank you to you, we will be, once we do hit that goal, we'll be sending out each person that's a patron at any level. will get Oak Island trading card sent to them every single month. Brand new design. One new design by Deidre each month. But yes. those who join in at the $25 level get a, a full set. Our, our old full set of mm -hmm. pirates, Knights and Kings. 20 oh cards that include uh, King of England, Gary Drayton. That was um, that's the Grandmaster. Yeah, the Grandmaster, Marty Lagina. Mm -hmm. um, the Warden of Truth. Yes. Rick Lagina. Um, oh, the Bachelor of Arms or Bachelor at Arms. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alex. Uh, Alex Lagina. Mm -hmm. um, the Teller of Tales. Even Robert Clotworthy has a card. Yeah. So pretty rad. Yeah. We just want to say we want to uh, welcome anyone else that wants to do that. We're yep. almost at $300 per month of our $500 goal. Mm -hmm. So we're getting closer and closer. Uh, please go and support us at patreon.com slash Oak Island podcast so that you can start getting trading cards in the mail every single month. Um, and we would like to thank uh, some new, two new uh, patrons, mm -hmm. uh, Red's Attic. Thank you awesome. so much for, uh, thank you for doing that. And Michelle Tomayer. Oh, yay. Thank so you. So thank you, Michelle. You guys, you guys are, are also, you guys sweet. are wonderful. 
So, um, yeah, the pe- oh, Barb asks, what mm-hmm. about people that raise their pledge to $25? Mm-hmm. That is also going to net them a set of cards. Yes. So, so if you you're so already much. a patron and say you're at like the $10, $3, whatever level and mm-hmm. you up it to $25, you're still in for that set of cards. Yeah. Just waiting on the printer now. Yep. So hopefully in a couple of days we'll have those um, printed. Well, they'll then, be back in in a couple of days. And then in a week or two, whenever we get them back, we'll start shipping them out uh-huh. to you. So thanks for everybody's patience and thanks for supporting us yeah, at seriously. Patreon. We heart you all. We went back and forth whether or not to do it this year. Really glad we did. Me too. We we love you. We heart y'all. All right. So I think that's it. Yeah, let's call else? it a night. Um, happy New Year. Happy New Year to each one of you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight. It uh, means a ton to us. It does. So until next time. Could it be?